Welcome to the CSUSB Advising Podcast. My name is Megan McGarry, Academic Advisor here at CSUSB. On today's episode, we're going to be learning here about the English major, and we're going to have a special guest, and his name is Dr. David Carlson. Hi, nice to nice to see or nice to uh, be with everybody today. I guess not see. Well, I'm seeing you, Megan. But <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you too. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what was your path here into higher education here at CSUSB. Okay, so I mean, I think English as as a subject was was an early interest uh, of mine. Um, but I, I don't know that I knew what kind of career path I wanted to be on early on. I mean, high school, um, I knew I liked writing. I knew there were um, I knew there were lots of different kind of career paths I could take. Um, initially, I thought I might want to do journalism, um, but I, I, you know, I honestly wasn't wasn't really sure. And and I think you know I'm I'm a first generation college student, like a lot of our students are. Um, I guess my sisters and I would be first generation all kind of together in, in our in our family. Um, you know, my my uh, uh, parents were children of immigrants. They they encouraged higher ed. They encouraged us to think about college. But they weren't necessarily kind of prepared to give us great guidance on college uh, planning since they hadn't gone. So, um, you know, when I was looking for my undergrad degree, I, I, I just I was looking for places that had lots of that offered lots of different programs, lots of different options. And that's actually one of the things I, I liked about English was I felt like there were a lot of different things I could do within the field of English. Um, so, you know, I, I ended up going to a kind of liberal arts college uh, undergrad Um uh, on scholarship and um, kind of stayed as an English major. And I was, I was still uh, you know, at that point after I finished undergrad, I thought I wanted to teach, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. So I, I looked at graduate school and I went to a public university for grad school. But once again, I tried to pick a place that um, with an English program that had, did a lot of different things. It would give me, give me options and choices. And so, you know, within my first year or two of grad school, I, I, I knew I wanted to teach and then from there, it was it was a fairly sort of straight path. When people are, are teaching in higher education, you don't you don't always have like the, the first choice of where you're going to uh, going to go and work. Um, but I, I I definitely wanted to teach at a public university, and I wanted to teach um, I wanted to teach students who were kind of like myself. So I think in that respect, um, CSUSB it was my first job uh, and my only job at this point. I've been here for 22 years, so. Awesome. That's very interesting. How would you describe uh, your major and are there any concentrations that a student should be aware of? Um, yes. No, we, we actually have five different concentrations at this point. And I, I think I'll start off by saying that the English department at Cal State is uh, is really quite unique. And, and I, I think I'm actually safe and accurate in saying that I don't believe there's a, there's a university in, in the United States that offers the range of things that we offer in our department. You know, we have five undergraduate concentrations. We have creative writing, we have literature, we have linguistics, we have uh, rhetoric and writing studies, and we also have a, a kind of self-directed study concentration that students, motivated students who want to sort of put together a unique uh, kind of pattern of study can do that in dialogue with the department. Um, you know, most, most English departments are you don't usually find linguistics and creative writing and lit and the other things that we do kind of all together in one department. We also, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to this probably in a little bit when you ask about um, some other programs. Uh, we also have a, a speech language pathology program that we're beginning now, um, which again is, is not typical to be found in an English department. We're it's, it's housed in English here at CSUSB because we're, we're emphasizing kind of a strong, a strong amount of training in linguistics there. So 
so yeah, I think going back to what I said earlier about my own desires for uh, looking for places to go to school that had lots of different options for students. Uh, you know, our department has an enormous range, I think, of options options for students. Um, and I think a common core that everybody takes together. So uh, it's not the case that uh, undergraduate English majors have no sort of overlap. Take about half of the courses all in common, and then about the other half, it would be in your own you know, areas of specialization. Very interesting. So you kind of touched on a little bit of a, of a new specialty, but are there any other minors or certificates? Yeah, actually, we do. We have we have a, a minor in English, which um, is very open. Basically, students can choose pretty much any six English classes that they want to take. We've yeah. we've uh, made that minor more flexible since the conversion to semesters a few years ago. There's a minor in creative writing explicitly. There's a minor in linguistics, and those are a little more focused. Um, and again, those are those are those would be appealing to obviously non English majors who want to sort of take you know a. a those are about six classes, I think, uh, it's about 18 units of English classes. So we do have the minor in speech language pathology and a kind of certificate that is a, a post-bac certificate. The coursework is the same in those, but the minor in speech language pathology, is it's a little bigger. It gives students the all of the prerequisite coursework that they would need to get into a master's program in speech language pathology, and you have to have a master's to work in that field. Um, we're actually working on uh, developing a master's program in speech language pathology too, but that, that's a few years <clears throat> coming in a few years. We have a minor in English teacher preparation, which is um, designed for, for students who are going to go on for a, a single subject credential to teach high school. And then we share courses with other departments. There's a minor in border studies and there's a multimedia storytelling uh, minor as well. Um, I think the, the multimedia storytelling minor there's a reasonable amount of interest in that. Students take courses in art and design, theater, communications, uh, courses from us, you know, for that program. Uh, generally speaking, what are students learning in their classes or within the major? So I think I'm not going to quote our mission statement uh, because I know that 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 they'll maybe seem a little cheesy to your listeners. But I, but I think our list, our mission statement does emphasize that we educate the whole person. So I want to start with that point, and I, and I think that's that's something worth emphasizing, um, you know, in, in, in the present moment. Um, we, we help students learn to read and to write uh, critically, creatively, uh, flexibly, I would say. We teach students to analyze and use language in a lot of different contexts. We teach genres, uh, literary genres. We teach uh, forms of public and professional writing. Uh, we teach the technical analysis of language and, and uh, discourse. We have classes in grammar and syntax. All of our students take a linguistics class. You know, that's in the core. Uh, and then obviously the linguistic students emphasize some of those areas a little more fully. Students doing the teacher prep minor would also do a little more of that work. We teach a lot about the context and communities that people write in um, and how they use language. We teach the creative use of our language in, in writing, in producing texts in various media. So I think in that respect, we prepare students for a wide range of careers and pretty much any career that involves communication. Um, analysis of information, analysis of text, analysis of media. I think we we offer a kind of broad preparation in those in those ways. What career areas have you seen your students go on to into after graduation? Okay, uh, lots of variety here, and actually, this is something that uh, we do have a web page, uh, a specific web uh, sub web page on our main English department web page. It's a, a careers page. I think it's careers in English. I think is if if you Google that on the campus web page, or if you just go to the main English page and, and look for careers. And that's a project we've been working on for the last few years to highlight some of this diversity of what our students do. 
Um, if you actually go to that page, you'll find a, a list of kind of descriptions of different careers that students have gone into. But we also have profiles with specific alums who have gone on to do different things. Uh, we have interviews with some of them, some video interviews, some other interviews. But some of the things that you'll find if you look at that page is, I mean, I, probably the most obvious uh, answer is teaching. And we, we do have a fair number of students who uh, go on to teaching careers in high school and college. Um, you know, we are a, we're a program that provides students with the subject matter preparation they need to go and get a high school teaching credential. And, you know, we do also position students effectively to go on for a master's or a PhD if they want to teach community college or at a four-year university. We have a, a fair number of students teaching um, English as a second language abroad as well. And we have a, a, a TESOL certificate that actually sets people up for that. Um, both, and you can, you can do that as an undergraduate student, not just as a graduate student, but we've had a number of students do, uh, do programs, uh, or, or find employment, um, teaching as a second language, um, abroad, particularly in Japan. We've had a bunch go to Japan and Korea to do this mm-hmm. and, and some to, um, we have, we have a, a couple in the Middle East as well. The speech language pathology program, obviously that we're developing will prepare students for working in that field. Um, I guess at this point, we're just getting started with that. We're in our first year right now of um, offering that certificate. So I don't have any alumni success stories to share yet, but in a couple of years, we'll, we'll have those. We have students working in some kind of surprising areas. We have students working in cybersecurity, believe it or not, with the, using their linguistics background, uh, journalism, um, editing, public relations. We have students working in politics. We have a couple of uh, recent alums who are congressional staffers for uh, um, one is a one is a, a staffer for uh, Pete Aguiar, and there are some other people who uh, who work for um, state and local government. Uh, people go on, have gone on for law, uh, human resources professionals. I have uh, one of my one of my sort of former students that I'm in fairly regular contact with has uh, worked for the CDC for a number of years, kind of uh, writing and doing um, communications for them. So a wide range of things. It's it's not um, you know it's not just not just teaching, certainly, although, again, I would say probably 40, 50 percent of our students come in at least interested in teaching as a career and many, many stick with that. And it's 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 also not not just the sort of obvious writing uh, based careers. Wow, that's a lot of different options for students. Um, if a student is interested in your major, but they might be on the fence um, on declaring it. Do you have any suggestions for that student? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, circling back to something I just said, I, I would actually suggest to start with career, career page um, because I think you will get a sense of some of the range of what we do. Um, and I know sometimes students who are on the fence, it's it's um, it's both the student and sometimes it's the fam- their families too because their families are sort of asking like, well, what are you going to do with that, with, that, with that particular career? And I think um, uh, with that degree, and I think our, our careers page gives you a fairly good indication of that. We have, um, we have a, a a class that we created when we converted to semesters, um, English 2000, which is Intro to English Studies, and that's a class. I think if you're if you're on the fence about whether you want to be an English major, taking that class early on, you can take that as a sort of um, spring semester first year student or as a sophomore. What that course will do is it'll give you a, a pretty good overview of everything we do in English uh, in our department, and it sort of highlights some of the some of the kind of extracurricular and co-curricular things that go on. So, I mean, that's a suggestion to me too. You could take that as an elective and, and just kind of experiment a little bit. We do offer, we also, we offer a bunch of uh, lower division general education classes that are, again, they're not, they're not, those are not classes that count towards the major, but it'll give you a little bit of a sense of the flavor of what some of what we do in English, some of what our faculty do. 
So we have um, we have the English 12, uh, 1200, which is a multi-ethnic American lit class, 1210, which is the uh, diversity literature and social justice class that a, a lot of students like. That's pretty popular. And we have a, a foundation seminar, English 1300, which is um, language society and power is what that's called. So I think, again, t- take a look, take a look at some of our career paths that we highlight. Um, take a look at our faculty page uh, to, to kind of get a sense of the range of some of what our faculty do. Most of the faculty have done a pretty good job of keeping up information on their interests. And then, yeah, look at, uh, you know, take an English class as part of your GE program to get a sense of what English is doing. Um, and then again, think about that English 2000 intro to English studies class um, as an option. I mean, the other thing too is just come talk to us, you know, uh, come talk to the department chair, come talk to a faculty advisor, just, you know, come, come and uh, come and meet a faculty member. And I think um, students shouldn't feel uh, at all shy about coming in and making personal contact with, with faculty. I'll, I'll tell you as a, as a department chair, through COVID, I'm I'm literally ecstatic when a human being comes in to see me at this point. You know, you went for we went for such a long period of time with no contact. So, um, so yeah, I think those would be some of my my uh, my bits of advice to someone who's uh, who's on the fence. Awesome, thank you. Uh, do you feel that there are any uh, misconceptions students might have about your major? Probably, um, and not just not just students. I think sort of everybody. I think as, as an English. Uh, as an English uh, professor, there's certain things that you get a lot that, that, you know, um, you have to correct people on. Um, first of all, I, I think the first misconception would be that uh, teaching is the primary career path for people with an English major. And I think as I highlighted before, that's certainly not the case. And I mean, when I started here 22 years ago, we probably, I think we had a higher proportion of our students who were who were going to go on to teaching careers. But even then, it was not uh, there was a significant percentage of our students who did other things. So that would be one misconception. It's not just a major for teachers. Um, I think another misconception would be uh, people underestimating the range of what we do. I think a mm-hmm. lot of students still kind of will tend to think of um, an English major as basically just being a literature major. Um, and again, I'm a literature faculty, so. Uh, I, I'm certainly not saying this to, um, uh, you know, literature is my thing. So I, I want to emphasize literature is an important part of what we do, but, um, but it's not all of what we do. And, and I think, um, I think a lot of students have never really heard about linguistics before they get to college and that that's an eye opener for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the rhetoric and writing studies concentration, which is new, I think introduces students to a lot of ways of, uh, to think about writing production of various kinds of texts in different modes and different medias, um, different ways of thinking about their literacy, other people's literacies. It's, it's, uh, it's not something that you necessarily had, ex- you were necessarily exposed to in high school or maybe even in community college. So yeah, I think, I think those would be the two things that there's actually a lot more things that a lot more career paths that English leads to than some people would first assume. And also I think people will be surprised, particularly in our department by the diversity of, of what we offer. Uh, are there any resources that your department offers? Yeah. So I think uh, in terms of like co-curricular activities or extracurricular activities, we do have, uh, we have an English club, which is quite active. Um, and clubs here at CSUSB, they're really student driven. I mean, we have a faculty mm-hmm. advisor, but the students are the ones who kind of set the agenda for what those what those uh, clubs do. Uh, the, but the English club is very active. They meet regularly. They have events multiple times throughout the academic year. There's also a creative writing club that um, had started up a couple of years ago, which um, 
obviously, I think it focuses their activities in, in, in some other ways, but it's a nice place for students to develop a kind of writing community. Again, those are both very active. Off and on, we've we've had a we've had a linguistics club that that's that's kind of ebbed and flowed based on student interest. I think our student our speech language pathology students are developing a kind of nice sense of community at this point, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like that was going to um, reappear. Uh, we we tend to run um, events usually in the spring where we bring alumni back to talk to students about different um, different paths that they can go on career paths. That the primary event we do is is called uh, is called C S E E uh, Strategic Employability in English is the sort of term and C is the acronym, and so usually in spring we'll have a, a kind of panel conversation with uh, with alumni, um, mostly in person. We'll sometimes zoom some people in depending upon where they are. We for for students who are working on campus and going to school, the department does have a. a a, a modest scholarship that students are eligible for. Uh, we give that out once a year. Um, so again, if we have students who are, you got to be working um, 20 hours a week on campus, but we have a lot of students who are doing work study or other things who, um, who you know, who are eligible for that. I, sh- I should mention this. It, it's, it's really part of the curriculum too, but we have a, a couple of faculty members who have been working very actively on, on developing a, a prison education program. And so we're, we're actually offering a certificate to incarcerated students at this point. But some of some components of that program, we have what's called an inside out program where um, students who are interested are able to uh, take classes where um, they're enrolled along with um, incarcerated students. So it's a kind of blended classroom. And we've had a, a lot, the students who have done this program have actually talked about what an amazing experience it is. And in many cases, that's also kind of, I think, tied them into, uh, thinking about other sorts of careers um, afterwards or the things that they might want to do in terms of working, working in um, rehabilitation or counseling, or even some folks who have wanted to go into like criminology, but to go into it from, from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a relatively new program. Um, and uh, again, that's, that's uh, in that situation, students with the opportunity, if, if they want to, to uh, sign up for a class or two here and there where they would be able to sort of have that experience. So those are some of the things. There's probably more that I'm not thinking of right now, but those are some of the ones that come to mind um, off the top of my head. Great. If a student had any question, how could they reach your department? Well, um, you can call the main office, obviously, uh, 537-5824, which is on our webpage also. Um, You can email uh, the department chair. Uh, You know, we're uh, department chairs in, in our department, we're um, we're full year employees, so you know while we go on vacation from time to time. Um, you know, I I I field emails over the summer. I talk to students over the summer. I do a lot. Of, I do advising over the summer for uh, for orientation as well. We have uh, we do have designated faculty advisors, and that that will rotate pretty much every year. Different people will do that, but we uh, we have a listing of that information up on our advising webpage, uh, and so we'll list the faculty members who are advising and their contact info. So students can reach out to them to find out what their specific advising hours are going to be. Um, pop by the office physically, you know, um, and see if, if, if I'm not in, uh, well, a staff person will be in and can sort of direct the student to, uh, to reach out to me. Yeah. I think most of, almost all of our faculty, we're concentrated in university hall. Uh, really all of our faculty are here. Uh, most people where most of us are on the third floor. There are a few of us on the fourth floor. And so we're in an area where there's a lot of uh, other student services. You know, the undergraduate advising is, is up here. Um, there are uh, EOP, a bunch of the other other programs. 
So uh, we're a building that students are going to be in for a lot of reasons, uh, for a lot of other reasons. So again, uh, you know, we're easy to find. So feel free to just come in in person and, uh, uh, you know, um, try to talk to an advisor, try to talk to a faculty member, try to talk talk to the department chair. But again, I think uh, we, we're really good about reaching, reaching uh, connecting back with students, um, current students or prospective students. If you reach out to us through email or phone, um, you know, we get back to you fairly quickly with, I think, um, you know, specific answers. And, and again, I'm, I'm happy to talk with, uh, well, I'm happy. And obviously my, whoever's chair after me will be happy to talk with um, students you know, even if even students aren't admitted, I, I'll regularly do Zooms over the summer with students who are, who are coming in, who have questions. You know, I'll do follow-ups with people after orientation. And and certainly if someone's thinking about CUSUSB, I, just earlier this semester, I had a student who was trying to decide between us and a couple of other universities and just came in and spent spent 45 minutes with me in my office just to chat about the program. So um, we're, we're more than more than willing to uh, to do that if, if students want to connect with us. So. Awesome. Well, Dr. Carlson, thank you for your time, your wonderful information about this major here at CSUSB. Um, students can come back to this podcast and hear about all the wonderful things that the English major has to offer. Um, anything else you want to add? Um, no, other than I think other than to say um, CSUSB, it's a, it's a great place to go to school. Uh, you have dedicated faculty who, who sort of care about students who are committed to teaching. Um, we have a great department. I love my colleagues. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm actually just, I'm about to transition out of being chair and back into the classroom. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back in working with our students and in that capacity. So, so again, I think, um, if, if you, if you're already a student here, you've made a great choice. If you're thinking about coming to CSUSB, um, it's, it's a great, it's a great place to go to school. Thank you. Well, have a good rest of your day. Okay. Thank you.